You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie. And today, uh, I want to go through and pull out from the mailbox what I think is a very good question. Uh, this one comes from Jess B. I wanted to reach out and say thank you for creating your podcast. I'm on the road a lot for work. So being able to listen to your podcast about the CPT exam on the drive was really helpful in passing. Now that I've passed my exam, I have a goal of starting an in-home training business. Do you have any articles or podcasts you could point me to to learn about what is required besides liability insurance for starting an in-home training business? Just be, you came to the right spot. I do. I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas about this. Um, and the first idea is, I'm going to start with a story. So the first idea is a few years ago, I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And I worked at a place called Rocky's Brick Oven Pizza on Peachtree. And uh, that doesn't clarify anything for anyone if you've ever been to Atlanta, because every street in Atlanta is Peachtree. There's a Peachtree everything, so you can never find your way around anywhere. But on one of them peach trees was a place called Rocky's Brick Oven Pizza, uh, just right on the border of Buckhead. And man, I loved that place. I loved that joint. We had such a great time. But at one point, um, Bob, the guy who owned the restaurant, wanted to build out a bar. And so he brought in a carpenter and uh, he asked if I could just help out a little bit. And so I was going in and I was helping this carpenter out. One of the things the carpenter had told me is uh, he said, it's been really good having my own business. And I said, what do you need to have your own business? And he laughed. And he said, unless you have your own equipment, you will always work for somebody else. And that clearly, clearly stuck with me because I'm afraid um, unless you have your own equipment, then you're going to have to go somewhere that provides the equipment. So just so anyway, the first things that you need to identify is what space do you have? Uh, are you training in your home or in somebody else's home? And Jess, that's something I did not get from you, but it's still very applicable, especially in a lot of places where you can drive around and you can go to people's houses. You could pull out what you need from your vehicle. Also, you could probably suggest to a lot of your clients, <laughs> excuse me, that they go through and they buy equipment that you suggest. In fact, you can get an affiliate with different businesses, different companies, even Amazon. Uh, you can get an affiliate code with them and find a business on Amazon that you really like. When you send your individual link, then you get kickbacks. So you say, oh, I love these bands. I love these mini loops. I love this mat. I love these uh, dumbbells, all the things that you love. And if you're an affiliate with that, then you can get a little bit of kickback. And that's also cool because if you're pushing that kind of stuff on your social media, then maybe somebody buys it that doesn't even train with you and you still get to eat 
off of that. So you get a little coin on the back end. Now, I'm going to tell you, affiliate programs like that, unless you're out there really like blogging and making some serious connections, um, aren't going to be that strong. You're not going to make a lot of money from it, but it's better to make some money than no money. So creating that. What equipment do you need? Because unless you have your own equipment, you probably work for somebody else. Unless you have your own equipment, you have to go to somebody else's gym. And so, again, you can get your clients to buy the equipment they need in home if you're going to them. And if you are having it out of your home, you need to deck that place out with the equipment that you need in the way that you want it. All right. There, there are going to be limitations. Oh, I can only do so much. I have to pull the car out and then we can use the garage and all of that stuff's fine. But what is it that you can still use and still be a business? So you got to have the equipment. Identify what that is. Invest in it. Invest in it because that is your business. And then in-home training is going to become a lot easier. Now, I know that you also said besides liability insurance, but I don't want to skirt over that for anybody else that's listening. So get some liability insurance. If somebody comes to your home or you go into somebody else's home, they get hurt. That's That could be obviously something that's very, very bad. Uh, if you go into somebody else's home and as you're leaving, you throw your bag over your shoulder and it knocks off a vase. Or if it's very expensive, it's a vase. And if you broke their vase, you're going to have to pay for their vase. And you know what could do that? Your liability insurance. So that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage that could happen because they dropped a weight on their own floor. But they hold you responsible for giving them a weight that they couldn't handle. And now there's a dent in their floor and they have to get their entire floor sanded because there's a dent in their pretty hardwood floor. Who's paying for that? Your liability insurance, if if that's the case. Liability insurance covers a lot of things too. So just make sure that that you get your liability insurance. There are a lot of places that you can go to to get insurance. I believe NASM has a relationship with a certain liability insurance company. So if you go on to nasm.org and you look up liability insurance, you'll be able to find there um, a place where you could go for liability insurance. All right. So there's equipment. And there's liability insurance. What else? All right. Well, perhaps consider starting an LLC. Now, you don't need to. But again, if you are going in training as a business and something happens, they can sue you, but you also went in as a business. So they'd have to sue the business and the business protects you. It protects your home. It protects your family. It protects your personal finances because you aren't going into train. The business, Rocky Road LLC, is going into train. And so that is the one, that is the company that can get sued. So they're not, you don't have your home in Rocky Road LLC. You have your home as an individual. So you're just trying to protect the things that you own. 
within that same vein of going in, starting an LLC to protect yourself. Now that can be expensive and it may not be something that you want to do. So definitely get liability insurance. Um, whether or not you continue as an LLC or as a sole owner of a business that's not an LLC, get a business credit card. Get a business credit card and every single business expense goes on that credit card. Every business expense goes on the credit card. It's not mixed up with your other credit card. You don't go to CVS and then you buy a couple of little tchotchkes and things like that for the kids. Oh, that's very cool. The kids would like this. Here's a little squirt gun for $1. But at the same time, you found a, a knee brace that you needed so you can continue squatting. You got to make two purchases. One on your business card for the knee brace. One on your regular credit card or with cash that pays for the little squirt gun for little Timmy John John. If you have a child named Timmy John John, please email me immediately, rick.richie at nasm.org. I just need to know. I need to be friends with the kind of person that has a child named little Timmy John John. All right, cool. Now, by the way, that had nothing to do with anything. Get a business credit card. Also, if you have an LLC and your LLC is different than the business name that you want to be. So for instance, I have several gyms in New York City they all are an entity unto themselves, but they are all one business. So I have a DBA, a doing business as independent training spot. Even though I have multiple different entities, I'm doing business as independent training spot. So that is the business that appears to everyone that does business with me. So if you come in, you train at independent training spot, right? So that is a DBA and it's just a filing that you get so that you know that my business is also, that entity is also independent training spot. So if you ever, I don't know, get a check or something for independent training spot and you're like, that is not my entity, right? That That's not how, I don't know how I can make money off of this. Well, your bank will have it. It'll say, you know, here's the name of your DBA and they'll be able to, to put that check into your account. All right, cool. Number four, when it comes to in-home personal training, number four, you need to be incredibly comfortable with the clients that you are training in your home or in their home. You need to be absolutely okay with stopping any sessions that make you feel uncomfortable. You need to be absolutely okay which is stopping a session and say, I'm just feeling really uncomfortable right now. You need to be absolutely okay with never training a client again that makes you uncomfortable, even if you need the money. Even if you need the money. This is why we talk about values. I talk about values in the podcast pretty regularly. Corporations have mission, vision, and values. The values allow you to align who you are as a company and who the employees are and who the investors are. Are we all aligned in values? Because if not, we can let that employee go because that employee does not uh, have the integrity that we need them to have. And that's one of our values. They don't have, they don't embody some of the values. Well, same thing with your clients. 
What are your values? And if you're not entirely sure, take some time to write it down. Because your values should never come second to the amount of money somebody is willing to pay you. And if somebody says to you, yes, I'm going to keep training, but I'm going to make some real inappropriate comments and inappropriate advances, but I'm willing to pay for this. Are you willing to put up with it? I'm going to suggest that you never be willing to put up with that. Stick with your values and absolutely boot somebody that is making you uncomfortable. And when it comes to uncomfortable, I want you to be absolutely okay with making somebody else uncomfortable by talking to them about what they did or what they said that made you uncomfortable. Why should you be the one that's uncomfortable for what somebody else did? So if you can do it, have a conversation that makes somebody else uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, it's okay. I did it just the other day, not to a client, but to a man that yelled at my kid because he slammed the door uh, on, the, on the garbage too loud outside. And we're in New York City, so those metal things can hit pretty hard. But, like, I was okay. I wasn't okay with him yelling at my kid and cursing at my kid, so I went outside and I yelled for him to come to the window so I could have a conversation with him. He was visibly shaking when he came to the window. Should I feel uncomfortable about that? No. You deserve to be physically shaking when you came to the window and looked out. You deserve to be uncomfortable because you're a jerk. Feel like it's okay to call somebody out for making you uncomfortable. Now, if you feel like that is going to ratchet up the situation and it's going to make things worse for you, that's when you say, okay, this is, I'm uncomfortable with just leaving. I'm uncomfortable with, uh, I'm not uncomfortable. I am okay with just leaving. I am okay with never seeing this person again and never talking to them about it. If you feel like talking to them about it is going to make you feel worse, that it's going to come back on you. And people have a, people have a way of doing that. Oh yeah, well, it's just because you did this and that made me think that I could do this. You can't. You can't. That's off the table. Um, and that may want to be on something that you write out, right? So, uh, if, if you're going to work with somebody and you could just have them sign something, you can write it out and say, uh, this is a professional session. Uh, there are going to be times where things are a little bit more friendly, but know that this is always a professional session and, do your best and I will do my best to not distract, to not get caught up in telling you about my life and what's going on, whatever it is that you feel you need to do in order to maintain the borders, right? But put your protective borders up and be okay with that. I'm also going to say that you should try to build your clients within a reasonable distance from each other. Uh, if you're going to somebody else's place. So when you say in home and you're talking about going to people's homes, try not to spread yourself too thin. And, you know, it's a lesson that you can learn over time or you can hear me say it right now and just start doing it this way. But I know because over time, I was that guy that would travel around and train people in multiple different places 
And I'd be like, oh, well, it's all right, but I'm getting paid this much, so it's worth it for me to go. And all right, I'll go all the way across town and train another person because I've got I've got some downtime. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the problem is, is that when you start building more clients in the area you like to be and the area most of your people are, but now you've got one or two or three people that are pulling you away and you start to build up business. You have to turn down business where all your business is. And so if you're traveling half an hour to go train somebody and half an hour back, then you could potentially be losing uh, that extra hour or two hours of business by training more people in one spot versus going all over the place to train. Um, but also, the last thing I'm going to say is protect your schedule because it's real easy to also say, hey, that's really good money. And I know I don't really like training on the weekends, or I don't like training on the evening, or I don't like training on the Sabbath, whichever the Sabbath Sabbath is for you, whatever it is, and you don't want to train there, but then you start going, oh man, I could really, you know what, it's worth it. If it's just one session, because then you're already there and somebody else might be interested now, it's two sessions. And though that's really great, you, what are you working six, seven days a week now? Are you working starting early in the morning and then you've got a few sessions in the evening and now your entire day is shot and you can't spend time with family or friends? When you're young, do whatever. Because like I said on the last one, you'll learn your lesson. Whether or not you learn it from me or you live it out and then you're like, oh, I should have really done this. That's right. Old man Richie told me I should have done this. <laughs> well, you should have. Protect your schedule. Protect your schedule and protect your values. Be incredibly comfortable with the people you're with and be very comfortable with stepping away from uncomfortable situations. Get a business credit card. Perhaps look into getting an LLC. Make sure that you have liability insurance. And I'm a firm believer, just like the carpenter said when I was working with him at Rocky's Brick Oven Pizza on Peachtree Street in Atlanta. If you don't have your own equipment, then you're an employee. You got to work for somebody else. So once you have your own equipment, then you can really start stepping forward as a business owner. And I think that's vital to what you need in order to start your own in-home personal training business, whether it's in your home or you're traveling to somebody else. All right, Jess, I hope you found this helpful along with everyone else that's listening. Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. And if you got questions for me, feel free, reach out, hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.